Today's episode is brought to you by Yelp, whose mission is to connect people with great local businesses. They're also helping me connect with you, which is totally awesome. Now here we go. Getting out of my comfort zone has really, it's really helped. And so I think for anybody that's out there, if you're you know worried about you know what's next, sometimes you just gotta say fuck it and take a shot. Welcome to Full Comp, a show offering insight into the future of the hospitality industry, featuring restaurateurs, thought leaders, and innovators, served up on the house. If hosting this show has made one thing incredibly clear, it's that teamwork, data, and resources will be what help us thrive post-pandemic. Understanding that, Yelp and I have created a cheat sheet, offering insight into consumer behavior, popular trends and free tools and resources to help you get open and stay open. You can download that guide at joshcopel.com forward slash resources. Didn't write that down? There's a link in the show notes as well. Carlos Santana said there's nothing more contagious than enthusiasm. Will Slickers is living proof that he was right. He's carved out his own place in the hospitality landscape through ingenuity, authenticity, and transparency. On this episode, we follow along on Will's entrepreneurial journey, beginning with his first gig in the industry. I walked in with a suit and tie, brand new haircut, and a resume that looked pretty good on the sense of paper, but really had no job skills other than I was good with people, um, and walked into this hotel asked him for a job and if they were hiring for front desk and the manager interviewed me on the spot. His name was Eric Beluso, great friend of mine now to this day, even though I don't work there. Um, he interviewed me on the spot and said, you know, I can teach you everything else about the job, you know, the computer software, the way the hotel is ran, blah, blah, blah. I can teach you everything else, but you, I can't teach you to be good with people and you have that skill. So I'm going to hire you. Uh, you can start after you go get this other interview at HR, blah, blah, blah. And uh, for, from there on, it just it took off to my love of actually finding hospitality as an actual career that I never even thought of. That's amazing. And then from there, you uh, you decided that you wanted to service the industry, right? So you started your own podcast. Talk to me about the uh, the inception of that. Where did the idea come from, and what was the goal of the show? Yeah, for sure. Well, I was at the hotel for a while and to learn all the ins and outs, but I was still hungry for more. I wasn't learning what uh, certain phrases and, and key terms were like ADR and RevPAR and all the other back-end operation stuff. And so um, with that being such a big branded hotel, I moved out to the Oregon coast by myself with no friends or family and started working for an individual boutique property and tried to figure out if I didn't grow and learn. But when I was out there by myself, I still had that entrepreneur itch, really was missing that kind of like business type, like excitement, I guess, you know, of creating something and making it a life. And so I was watching, uh, I was laying in bed, watching a YouTube video of Tony Robbins and Gary Vee that were doing like a little collab together. And they're like, hey, if you have an idea for a podcast, you need to do it. Here's how you do it. Create a free one, da, 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 da. And I was like, screw it. I'm just going to do it. And I bought a $20 mic. I had my laptop and I got on Anchor and just like learned how to do it. My, my intro song, I was five bucks on Fiverr. You know, I just kind of pieced things together. And as I was looking for, I, the reason why I chose podcasting for the number one sense, I would say, is because YouTube is such a big 
like it's already been a big thing. Like there's all these YouTubers creating a bunch of content and video for me was just way too hard to learn. There was a big learning curve in order to even get good. That was a lot of like hurdles to come over, especially working a full-time job and doing all this other stuff. So I was like, you know what? I can figure out podcasting. I'm pretty sure it's such a small niche, uh, especially in the hospitality industry at that time. Um, I went looking through other hospitality podcasts and nothing was really exciting. Like I'm a young 25 year old single male in the Pacific Northwest who was dying to learn about hotels and restaurants and all these certain things in hospitality, but nobody was taking the time to like get creative and make it exciting to learn about that and also attract like my generation in the sense it was all very boring like no offense to anybody that maybe is listening to this and you run a boring hospitality podcast but that's what it was it was very boring for me and uh nothing was exciting so i i went to work and yes i was young and well still am but um young at the idea of being in the industry i knew what i wanted i knew what meant uh you know the most to me as a hospitality provider and you know just the overall experience that we get to offer guests through restaurants and hotels and vacation rentals and so um long story short i kept running with it and i got my first guest and then i got you and i got a couple other people that kept reaching out and i was like what the heck is going on i only have like 25 people that listen to an episode and i'm actually getting people that are in the industry like it's different seeing numbers versus the people behind the numbers Mm -hmm. and so for me that got really exciting and then from there, you know, fast forward two years, I was working full time as a manager and was still loving what I was doing. But then the podcast really gained some traction. I met my business partners through there. Uh, they were on the show. And from that day on, we kept talking every day and it just turned into an awesome business. And then um, I just gained enough traction. I was getting sponsors and listens and the, the overall podcast was growing. And um so yeah, I decided to quit my job and pursue it full time. And that was the last time I worked for somebody else was December 27th, 2019, right before 2020 <laughs> and COVID. It's not all bad news though. You have a mm-hmm. massive following. Why do you think that the show resonates with so many people? I, I think there's two, a couple factors and this is not, like I said, not a jab against any other hospitality podcasts out there. But you go through Apple or Spotify and you type in the word hospitality. Not to brag, but Slick Talk comes up at the first one. And then you have all these other ones, right? And I started listening through them. I went through the new episodes, old episodes, the trailers, you name it. And like I said, they all sounded the same. They, nothing was exciting. It was very monotone. It was about topics that are talked about a lot, but in the sense of their same stuff without any, there's no thrill. Like what makes you think an 18 year old is going to listen to this and think, yeah, I just, I want to get into hospitality. There was nothing. So for me, that's what I wanted to do. I wanted to make a a kind of like a Gary V sound. I wanted the the pop and the, the exciting intro music and just to be very short, simple and to the point. And so that's what I did. And then of course, um, I tried to, I tried multiple things, obviously, but I just was like you, just a madman, just doing nonstop emails and getting anybody and everybody I could on the show and um, finding out new tools and resources and groups on Facebook and you name it. I really just wanted to see what others were doing. What can I learn and apply? And uh, kind of a funny thing, I never edited any episodes for like the first, I would say almost year and a half, two years. 
Never edited. We messed up. We messed up. Uh, all I did was enter the intro, the outro, and that was the episode. And so I think there was a big thing, you know, with ads and sponsors, you know, not being a part of the show. People could, you know, you cut right through the bullshit. You just get right to the episode, right to the meat. And uh, I think a lot of people liked that. But then my challenge was to how can I create listens into followers, into fans? And right. so that, you know, that's the goal. And so I was on a couple other podcasts. Um, one to be exact was Fuel Hotel Marketing Podcasts. And they were just people that weren't boring in my sense. Like their intro was a little catchy and they actually had really relevant content and they were just natural. Like it just felt very seamless. Like I felt like I was a part of the room. And um, I was on their show and the host said to me afterwards, he goes, Will, I've been listening to your show for a while, blah, blah, blah. Like I think after this episode is when you really came through. And I was like, what do you mean? He's like, you really got geeky about the guest experience. And then you showed your true colors. You weren't copying everybody else like you were in the beginning where you're trying to sound like every podcast out there. You really showed what hospitality meant in that moment. And that's when I started following and becoming a fan. And so I think like everybody, it takes a while for you to get the authenticity because you're still getting, yeah. this is all new, right? This is a growing, I'm pretty sure you're seeing the way you've changed you know, from your first podcast to where we are today. Oh how you, God, yes, for sure. Yeah. So it's it, it just, I think it took a little bit of time. And then hearing that really sent off a trigger in my head. I'm like, okay, I got to run with this. And I did. Yeah. And, um, and so, like I said, I guess that really, and podcasting itself as a whole is such a small medium. Um, there's, I think, 900,000 active podcasts in the world. Mm-hmm. So versus there's millions and if not billions of YouTubers and, you know, now streamers and all the other things. So podcasting is still very new and kind of exciting and untapped. Well, and it's an accessible medium that you can grow out of, right? And we can get into mm -hmm. other forms of media through podcasting. Um, and out, out of your podcast came the concept of Destination Air. Can yeah. you tell me what a Destination Air is? Yeah, for sure. Uh, and like you said, I think podcasting definitely has gives you room to grow into, into YouTube and to blogs and other things. So it's a really good place to start. And people can always take you anywhere. They don't have to read anything and take time out of their you know, tasks. They just put you in their ears and, and go with it. So it's pretty nice. Um, but yeah, the Destination Air concept came through a multiple of conversations. Uh, I've had a guest on the show who was the founder of Flipkey, who's then sold to TripAdvisor. And now he's just a big pioneer in the industry of vacation rentals and all that stuff. And he and I were talking and we said the, the word provider, hospitality provider or manager, it's not attractive. It's not sexy. It's not, it doesn't even explain what we do. And so he was like, let's try to come up with a word during this episode on how we can better describe it. Well, we never did. And that never left my mind. Like it never, like I was always saying like, why? Like I hated saying the word provider or hospitality manager from that day on. I hated it. And, um, I was talking with another mentor out on the Oregon coast. He owns a couple hotels, restaurants, and a farm. So they're a farm to plate restaurant, hotel, and brewery actually. And so um, he and I were talking about why are we like this? Why are we so like outside of the box thinking about how we can attract people to come stay with us and do all this other stuff? And he goes, you and I are wired to create remarkable experiences that are anticipated and shared. And now after I heard that, I was like, holy shit, that's perfect. Like that totally describes 
like what we do. And you can relate to this too, because it is applied to restaurants, hotels, vacation rentals, you name it. Um, and so I sat down with my notebook and I just started writing stuff down like words and like how to, like, what does this fit into? And mm-hmm. I love the word destination because a destination can be multiple things. Um, it could be a restaurant. It could be a city. It could be a state. It could be a country. It could be a property in the middle of bum, you know, bum F nowhere. And, uh, and all the other stuff. So I think it was just like, okay, the destination concept can be applied to this. And so the whole concept came to, to light from that. And instead of trying to showcase me as a destination error, I don't want to be selfish about it and be like, this is what I do. Or this is who I am, blah, 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 blah. And I really want to find people in the world that represent this, that really take this down. So I broke it out to that, that definition. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, people that are wired to create remarkable experiences that are anticipated and shared. And I broke it down into individual levels. You know, a destination air not only does that, but they show trust and confidence through their staff and their guests. Uh, they build direct brand loyalty by this. They do this. Like I broke it down into levels. And from that came the destination air award. And so that's how we um, started to showcase what a real true hospitality provider or destination air is and what they do and how that looks and why it's so important, especially with COVID-19. That's amazing. And like, what a beautiful evolution. The fact that you're highlighting other people, I think is absolutely amazing. You and I have both uh, carved out a niche within podcasting uh, for industry enthusiasts, people within the industry. But my question to you is, uh, is it also an effective medium for restaurateurs and hoteliers uh, to reach their audience? A hundred percent. I think that every business in some shape or form, and as podcasting is becoming more developed, there's ways to do this in the fact of um, you won't flood the system, if that makes sense. So when you go on YouTube and you type in um, car races, blah, 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 and you get hundreds if not thousands of millions of pages of these videos right well now you can make podcasts private you can when people type in hospitality they won't find you directly but if you make a private podcast you can distribute it to your hotel rooms you can have a card that says download our private podcast for our guests and you can make a audio experience for your guests to check in they can hear about the amenities they can hear about the experiences that you guys offer, the upgrades available, the history of the property or the team. They are now able to take you in their ears. And instead of, I think we experience this a lot in hotels. Nobody likes to wait in line anymore, uh, especially like COVID. You know, that's kind of a big deal. And so waiting in a lobby to hear this whole front desk spiel can be done and created into a unique experience while they're in their room. Or... Uh-huh restaurateurs like yourself or others in the industry um, can really get creative with developing something unique for their team or for uh, the guests itself, like you said, the audience that you want and creating a podcast that will, I think it will resonate with people better. I think, you know, as humans, we, we analyze body content or body language and eye contact and tone and flexation and I think, um, you know, with the other statistic of, yeah, you can make videos and other things like that, but 80% of the people that watch videos just listen. They put their phone down or they they walk away from their computer and they're just listening to the audio. They're not actually watching. Why not 
cut that, you know, 80% down into 80% listeners instead of 80% people ignoring your stuff and creating a podcast. I think it's great. I think it's a great idea. What advice do you have for people? You have done, I don't even know how many hours of, of podcast at this point. Um, I, I'm, I'm sure you've had huge successes and epic failures. Uh, mm-hmm. What are best practices? What, what are pieces of advice you, should, you would give people on not only uh, like the execution of the podcast, but also you know, on concept and creation? That's a good question in the sense of, I think I'm learning this you know, constantly. And I know you and I talked uh, when you were on my show recently, um, just that like it's a constant mentorship. It's a constant evolution of learning something from your guests. Like, yeah, I bring something to the table from what I've had through my career, but I'm also having a new perspective every week or you know, however many episodes a week that get to come on the show and learn from. And so anybody that really wants to create a podcast or get into this like influencer type of space for the hospitality industry, I think you really need to, um, excuse me, uh, you really need to focus on not being set in your ways, being willing to change, being willing to learn and grow with it. Because I think if I stuck with the mindset that I had when I first started, I would, I don't think I would have made it as far. But the fact that I got so excited and wanted to continue to learn um, was the key factor. And then evolve, like you, you can cut so many things out of your headaches, I guess, by learning to do minor edits or learning a little bit about software and distribution and how SEO works a little bit and what other, you know, stay engaged with the the community is a big thing. I think you and I see this all the time. Um, people will post an episode and people will comment and like it, but then the host never comments back or replies back or like you get, you know, I don't even know. There's so many things that go into it, but just being always willing to learn. And of course, don't think every episode is going to be a hit. That's like one thing I was like, when I started, got got like really good traction in like five episodes. This was the beginning. It was like, I did a three episode series with Adam Knight and then I did you and then we had a couple others and it was just traction. And then I did one bomb of an episode and it, I was like, why isn't everybody listening and liking it? What was going on? And so I think really, um, analyzing your content and just making sure that you're being true and putting out something that's relevant for your audience would be, would be another piece of advice. I, I just want to underscore uh, a little something that you said, but, but dig a little bit deeper because I do know you and know you well. Um, you do a great job of engaging with your audience and you also do a great job of, of bringing your audience into the conversation. Um, it's not all about you and it's not even all about the guests. It's always about the audience. And I think mm-hmm. that for hoteliers, for restaurateurs, it, it, it's, it's a great lesson to learn that if you put your audience first, um, everything else seems to fall in line because you've seen great engagement um, even, even onto, you know, the, the blogs that you create and the submissions that you get from other people for the blogs, mm-hmm. you're just trying to create value through multiple media mediums. And, yeah. and I, I think that there, there's so much to be said for that because it's not about how do you elevate your brand, right? It's every day. It's how do I bring as much value as possible to the audience? And, uh, for the people listening, uh, if you if you go to uh, Will's website, which we'll, we'll include in the show notes, uh, he does such a masterful job of bringing people into the conversation. And the reason I wanted to have you on the show, the idea behind it was, if if people could do in their own businesses what you have done for yours, 
uh, I think they would be better served, especially considering the fact that it w- within the hospitality industry at large, people are beginning to consume us and interact mm-hmm. with us in ways that they never have before. Mm-hmm. And when you look at concerns regarding uh, COVID-19 and sanitation, like you're able to have these conversations in real time with people and make them feel good about it through all of these different mediums. And it means so much more than just posting a generalized statement on your website. It, it is mm-hmm. what you have done so masterfully. And it's the reason we're sitting here now is you, you've managed to connect with your audience in an authentic way, never wondering what you were going to say or how you wanted to present yourself, just in saying, how can I be of service today? And I mean, speaking for myself as well, some days you come off as a genius and some days you come off as a goof, but that is, that is the human experience, right? Yeah. And so, yeah, exactly. you know, it is, it is so scary to put yourself out there and subject yourself um, to, to the criticism of others. But I, I think there is, there's never been a better time to do it. And there's never been a better model to follow than the one you've created. This is where the key word, you know, hospitality, especially this is what we do. It's a, without the audience listening to my show or your show, we have no show. For sure. Yeah, we have no show. Without the guests coming to stay at the hotel or the restaurant or to do this, we have no business. So that's why I always made it up. And because at the end of the day, the more they feel like they're being taken care of and thought of, um, it just, it, you bringing value by just being there and open to your audience brings value to you because then they want to engage. They want to give you feedback. They want to tell you, I just had a kid on LinkedIn who has no, like his bio is like, I'm just now getting into the hospitality industry, blah, 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 blah. It's in the family business. I was totally against it for so long and realized I needed to embrace it because it's, he, he gave me this whole story and he goes, he has you know no experience in hospitality at all. And he goes, I just love this, this, and this, and this. What do you think anybody that's brand new in the industry should do? And it's just like, holy shit. Like, that's just not something you would expect. But by putting everything out there and just like you said, sound either like an idiot sometimes or being a total mastermind of what we do, it's <laughs> like you can't, you know, it just it offers that opportunity for people to be, to be vulnerable and to let that kind of this isn't as, you know, we're not celebrities. We're not in Hollywood and we're not, you know, George Clooney or whatever, but in the sense of our industry, we get to give that bird's eye view of when we interview like all these people, we have access to some amazing, amazing people through this medium, amazing people, people that have changed the way that the industry runs. Like that's crazy, you know? And so and not a lot of people get that direct line and you being a podcaster and being open to your audience gives them that direct line. And I think it's going to continue to evolve that way. What excites you about your future and what excites you about the future of the industry? Such a deep question. <laughs> um, what excites me about my future right now is the constant evolution of, I think the, the, the concept in getting to be on the other side of the mic every now and then like this is pretty nice. It's, um, you know, I have all these thoughts and when I'm interviewing somebody else, I don't want to, you know, take the thunder or anything like that. So being able to, you know, grow into this side, um, was really exciting. And then of course I'm getting into a little bit of real estate and trying to figure out, you know, 
how can I get a hotel or, you know, do something crazy like that. And, um, yeah, and provide something new, provide a new experience, especially with COVID-19. I think the industry standard is going to be raised a lot in a lot of aspects. And I, I want to be a part of that wave. So um, that's something I'm, I'm excited for the future to grow and to develop into that aspect. Um, for the industry, like I just said, the wave, the the standard, the barrier to entry is being raised, uh, especially in my segment of short-term rentals and vacation rentals. And so I'm excited, but also a little nervous because um, with COVID-19, I think we saw a lot of the big giants be taken down very quickly. And we see a lot of the um, Davids, I guess you could say, the Goliaths were taken down very quickly with COVID. And then the Davids now are rising to the challenge of raising that bar and educating and providing tools and resources and transparency, like you talked about on my podcast. Um, transparency being so, so like 100% key to this new wave, this new generation. And I just, my only fear is I hope we don't go back. I hope we don't yeah. go backwards after COVID, you know? So that's what I'm excited for. I'm excited for the, this just new energized, awoken beast of, a, of an industry that I'm hoping to see continue to grow that way. It's an industry podcast. And at the end of every episode, I like to give the guests an opportunity to speak directly to the audience. If you have any words of advice or inspiration you'd like to share. I think right now, if you, you know, something you take away, and this is what I'm learning, so maybe everyone is in a different position, but really just enjoy the, enjoy the time, work hard, but enjoy the time that we have. It's been nice to kind of slow down, but then also hustle at the same time. Um, so really just don't take it for granted, take opportunity. And uh, one thing I'm constantly learning actually is to, is to say, fuck it. And sometimes just do things that you normally wouldn't do. I don't know, getting out of my comfort zone has really, it's really helped. And so I think for anybody that's out there, if you're you know worried about you know what's next, sometimes you just gotta say, fuck it and take a shot. That's Will Slickers. For more on Will's show, go to slicktalkthepodcast.com. If you want to tell us your story, hear previous episodes, check out our video content, or read our weekly blog, go to joshkopel.com. That's J-O-S-H-K-O-P-E-L.com. Thank you so much for listening to the show. You can subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And while you're there, please leave us a review. A special thanks to Yelp for helping us spread the word to the whole hospitality community. I'm Josh Kopel. You've been listening to Full Comp.